I love, I love that way to start our service, that we're called to rejoice, that we sing hallelujah to our Lord and Savior, because that's what this morning's about. We're going to spend some time rejoicing in what he has done, celebrating what he has done. Augustine said, the Christian should be an hallelujah from head to toe. And, and I love that, that, that every ounce of our being should be praising God, should be giving glory to God, giving worship to God. This year we've been talking about remembering and celebrating. We started our year with that a couple weeks ago. Pastor Andrew reminded us of that. We had a Seder in the middle of the year. We've done some things to remind ourselves that we as believers are called to remember what God has done and to celebrate it, to give him worship, to give him praise for that. And so we thought to to end our year together, to end 2020, which has just been a very special year, um, we, we might need to intentionally remember what God has done and intentionally celebrate what God has done. And as a church, to reorient our, our, ourselves and reorient our minds and our thoughts to what God is doing. And, and that is going to be so key as we move forward into 2021. And so we want to spend a day putting that into practice, a Sunday putting that into practice. We talked about um, a number of things this year with our Advent readings. And we talked about events leading up to the birth of Christ and the, the Magi after the birth of Christ. But I'd like us to think um, maybe 30 or so days after the birth of Christ that that Mary and Joseph brought Jesus to the temple for some purification um, rites and things that had to be done. If you remember Simeon and Anna, you guys remember them? And and Simeon and Anna were both waiting in the temple for the Messiah. And they had been promised by God that they would see the Messiah. And we know that Simeon saw the Messiah and held Jesus and, and gave a wonderful word of praise. But then Anna, in Luke 2, 36 through 38, we just have a few short verses, but these are powerful. And there was a prophetess Anna, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years, having lived with her husband seven years from when she was a virgin, and then as a widow until she was 84. She did not depart from the temple, worshiping with fasting and prayer night and day. And coming up that very hour, she began to give thanks to God to speak of him to all who were waiting for the redemption of Israel. So she had been waiting through a lot of distressing circumstances. She had been worshiping and been faithful in her commitment to God. And when she saw the Messiah, it says she couldn't stop giving thanks. She couldn't stop. She couldn't stop telling people that the redemption of Jerusalem is here. The redemption of Israel is here. She saw what God was doing, and she proclaimed it. She told of the greatness of God. And that's what we're going to do today, and that's what I'm going to ask you to do today. Maybe a little out of our comfort zone. We've never done something like this, and if it, um, if it doesn't work, we'll never do something like this. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> but throughout the morning, we're going to be doing some worship songs and read some scriptures, and then I'm going to ask questions and ask you guys to share. And, and those online, you'll be able to share as well. Um, I know Pastor Andrew is watching Facebook, if you want to put comments there, and I'll try to bring up YouTube comments and soundboard will help me with that and um, then if you have comments you want to share then we'll read those and and we'll make sure that we include everybody and we celebrate as the body of Christ and we talked both at the beginning of the year at the end of why celebrate why remember and celebrate and four of the things we mentioned I'm gonna add a fifth one today um, to bring glory to God we we make his name grace great when we remember and celebrate what he has done Celebrating and and remembering what God has done combats pride. 
it breeds humility and gratitude because it's not what I did, it's what God did. Reminds us of God's faithfulness even in difficult times. And I think throughout the Old Testament, we see that theme over and over where God said, you forgot me. You forgot what I've done and you've turned away from me. Remembering what God has done helps us in those hard times. It encourages our faith by bringing life and joy to our walk with God. And and that's a way that we can share Jesus with others. That light and life is what attracts others to the gospel. Um, And a fifth one that as I was reading through the verses for today, Remembering and celebrating helps us pass on our faith to the next generation. And I talk with a lot of parents of how do I help my kids walk with God. One of the ways we do that is with stories. Stories of what God has done. And telling our testimony. I can remember growing up, that I, w- I was in a small church growing up. We had 40 or 50 people, so it was really small. And one of the things that we would do almost every Sunday is a couple people would share a testimony of what God has done. And I can remember those testimonies. Uh, still to this day, I remember sitting there and realizing those people, back then I thought that were like super old, those people still trust God. God has been faithful their entire life. And for me as a young child and then as a teenager, that was very formative. And that's one of our goals today as we share testimonies is we are passing on our faith to the next generation. So in 2020, as we look back today, we have choices. We can gripe or we can celebrate. Let's choose celebrate. Let's choose to focus on what God has done. 1 Chronicles 16, 8 through 12 says this. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the people. Sing to him. Sing praises to him. Tell of all his wondrous works. Glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Seek the Lord in his strength. Seek his presence continually. Remember the wondrous works that he has done, his miracles, and the judgments he uttered. That's what we're going to do today. We are going to celebrate. We are going to sing praises. We are going to tell of his wondrous works. In your worship folder, you see four different sections, and we're going to roughly talk through those, those reasons to celebrate today. And I have questions on each of those to get you to start thinking now. So that way you have a heads up. And um, also there's some cards in there. And last week we took ornaments off the tree to, to take home to remember the work of Christ. Today we want to put some ornaments on the tree. And those cards have a little hook. And, and towards the end of the service, we're going to put those on the trees. And, and if you have a pen or something, just write on there, what do you want to celebrate that God has done? What is something you want to remember from this year to celebrate who God is, and how he has sustained you. So you can start writing those anytime. That'll be later in the service, just sort of giving you a heads up. I love how even just worship and worshiping God's truth starts to lift our spirits and starts to reorient us. In this first section, we want to spend some time refocusing on God, reorienting our thoughts to who God is and what he's done. Contrary to anything else that we might have experienced this year, whether it was job loss or financial issues or relational issues, we can focus on God this morning. And that's the way that we celebrate. That's the way that we remember. Psalm 105, 1 through 5 says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the peoples. Sing to him. Sing praises to him. Tell of all his wondrous works. Glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Seek the Lord in his strength. Seek his presence continually. 
Remember the wondrous works that he has done, his miracles, and the judgments he uttered. We're going to spend some time this morning making his name great. And, and like I said, this is a powerful testimony to others. Matthew 5.16 says, In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. So we want to notice what God is doing. And two questions I want to ask in this section and have you answer. Number one, what is an attribute of God that has been meaningful to you this year? What is an attribute of God that has been meaningful to you this year? And how have you seen God's greatness and faithfulness this year? So that's focusing on a couple attributes. So what is an attribute of God that's meaningful to you? And how have you seen God's greatness and faithfulness? What I'd like to do is be able to bring a microphone around so people can hear you. We're not going to turn the camera around. That, that's problematic and privacy and just it's not the kind of camera we can do that with. So, um, but it, the microphone will help people hear you. And I just want to open it up. What is an attribute of God that has meaningful, been meaningful to you this year? His steadfastness. Yeah, I'd have to say his eminence or his closeness, his involvement in our lives. Um, his grace and mercy in forgiving my past, my present, my future. Great, great, great mercies, great love. Amen. It's good to remember. Um, well, you used the word faithful. And uh, to me, God has, God has been faithful. We were able to, um, um, I'm not sure the right word to use, but, but we were brave enough to uh, go and see our son, and his, our oldest son and his family in Tennessee. And God has been faithful to protect us from COVID. And so um, just his faithfulness in uh, being with me this year. Amen. Witnessing his healing power, just seeing those that have gone through the sickness or any kind of sickness, the cancers and, and whatnot, and uh, just knowing that he is going to be faithful to all of us to heal us in that time. I also am reminded of his faithfulness, and this year he provided for all of our needs, um, employment through multiple rounds of layoffs and, and furloughs, and just family coming together and through family and church family providing for prayer that, that we've needed and materially and he's been very faithful thank you for sharing amen Emma and kids can share too my grandma and grandpa got COVID and God healed them from COVID That's that we praise God for that. Thank you for sharing, by the way. Anyone else on this one? Uh, with all the stuff that's gone on this year with uh, BLM and COVID and, and protests and the, the decisions by by our uh, our leaders and various things that we agree with, and just God's patience with us as a race. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. God's patience with us. Praise God, he was patient with all of us until we came to him and repented of our sins. We have some people that shared online, and I want to read what they had shared regarding God and his, his work and focusing on God. 
Um, the Ripley's Good Morning Village family were thankful, grateful, and encouraged through this challenging year that God has continued to remind us many times and in many ways that he is still the main thing, our reason for hope and our inspiration for worship and to serve. Some others that, that commented, Einar, I am grateful to the Lord our God that in the wake of the lockdowns, illness, a car wreck, three brush fires within 500 yards of home, and a fire in the kitchen, that my family is still alive and with me. God is protecting Mihai's. Um, God has used COVID to, to um, bring us together even though we are apart. Everyone has stepped up to the plate to help each other. And Linda Coxon, God's steadfastness and trustworthiness are the attributes that she appreciates. In a world of conflicting news and facts, it is a sanity save, saver, savior to know that God never changes and I can count on his word. Um, Andrea, provisions no matter what God has been there showing me, he is providing me everything I need. In the second section, we want to remember and celebrate God's work in our lives. And this has to do with the, the aspect of celebrating that it combats pride, breeds humility, it changes us. It's part of our sanctification process. In fact, remembering and celebrating our spiritual disciplines that God uses to help us grow. And so we aren't just doing this because it's fun. We're doing this because God instructed us to remember and celebrate for our spiritual growth. Psalm 77, 11 through 15. I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your wonders of old. I will ponder all your work and meditate on your mighty deeds. Your way, O oh God, your way is holy. What God is great like our God? You are the God who works wonders. You have made known your might among the peoples. You with your arm redeemed your people, the children of Jacob and Joseph. You know, as we think of this last year, and, and I, I, lo I love the phrases in there, I will ponder all your works. I will meditate on your mighty deeds. Your way, O oh God, is holy. And all of that is directing our thoughts to him and that his ways are not my ways and his ways are above me. And that all is, is something to keep in mind because challenges are something God uses to prune us, right? And we, we studied James in James 1, 2, 3, and 4 to count it all joy when you encounter trials of various kinds because those trials produce perseverance and perseverance produces maturity. And so challenges prune us. We're being sanctified prayerfully. We're being sanctified every year, a little bit more, by degree by degree. And so we celebrate God to be sanctified and to remember his work in our, our lives. And so the questions for this section, and you can answer any of those. I'll just read all three. What has God taught you this year? What is something God has taught you this year? How has God worked in your life this year? And what is a favorite verse that has encouraged you this year? Scripture is powerful, and I love hearing people's favorite verses and what God has done through those. So that's three questions, and who would like to answer these, or one of these, any of these? Um, my mom, uh, God teach me to not, like, not, not, uh, God taught me to love our enemies even though there are enemies but god still wants us to love them amen that is truth and thank you for sharing that with us uh, 
couple of verses, uh, Psalm 29, 10, and 11, have been really powerful, which say, uh, the Lord sat enthroned at the, at the flood, and God sits as king forever. He will give his people strength, and he will give his people peace. And then Job 42, 1 and 2, where he, Job says to the Lord, I know that you can do all things, and no purpose of yours will be thwarted or withheld from you. And that's been so encouraging that God rules and that none of this is limiting God's ability to fulfill his good purposes. That gives me a lot of hope. I love hearing God's church share. And those are just such wonderful verses. My favorite verse that helps me um, is um, John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish and have eternal life. And I really want to have eternal life with him. Amen. Thank you for sharing. Someone else. Not to be afraid in this difficult time. God taught you not to be afraid in this difficult time. Amen. I think God's been teaching a lot of us that. Okay, I'm going to be brave. I didn't want to follow these kids. <laughs> uh, when Pastor Ron said, how has God worked? Um, through this, we have seen that all of a sudden, um, well, let me back up. Uh, Village has a, a shirt that they created, and it says, the church has left the building. But it's not the building um, that gives us family and give us, gives us fellowship. And so how has God worked? We have seen that through, even though we could not meet when we, when we were in lockdown, we could not meet as brothers and sisters in Christ. We couldn't see one another personally. And a lot, um, having fellowship means gathering as a church body. But through those first couple of weeks where we had the lockdown, and we went to nothing but live stream, we saw so many more people that didn't thwart God. Many more people turned to live streaming and turned to churches for hope. And we saw that in the numbers of people that joined the VBC live stream. We've seen how God has used us meeting outside to reach some of our neighbors. That's God working. It's his work, and we uh, should glorify and give him praise. I love the story of one person who hadn't been inviting someone to church, and they wouldn't come. But when we went online, they'd watch an online service and um, heard the gospel. And just it's amazing how God works, even when we're not sure if he can, which is sort of silly, <laughs> but, but he can. Alice. He's taught me uh, like not to be scared or intimidated by what the decisions that uh, our leaders make. Okay. And um, he, he just like I, I've been able to trust him more. Well, and I hope that you remember this year and can keep trusting him your whole life because the things you're learning now will help you in future years. So that's wonderful to, to think through. 
at the beginning of all of this, I guess about the beginning of May, um, we found out that we lost something in our lives that had been around for over 25 years. And, um, oh gosh, I wasn't going to cry. <laughs> um, I woke up the next morning and I flipped open to Ecclesiastes and a lot of us think of Ecclesiastes as a very depressing book, which it is in a lot of ways, but also there's a lot of hope in it. Because when you're at your lowest, there you see God work. And in Ecclesiastes 1, 9 through 11, it says, What has been is what will be, and what has been done is what will be done. And there is nothing new under the sun. Is there a thing in which it is said, see, this is new. It has been already in the ages before us. There's no remembrance of former things, nor will there be any remembrance of later things, yet to be among those who come after. And it was just so comforting to know that all of these things, we keep saying this year is so different. There's so many new things. This has never happened before in the history of mankind. And we get a little dramatic about it. Um, but nothing is new under the sun. None of this has surprised God, and he's just stretching us in ways to show that he can be glorified, and we can see him work in different ways, ways that we never thought possible. Um, like Joe was saying, we've seen God work in amazing ways here at Village, um, reach people that we never would have reached before. And even though it's a lot of work to be outside, and even Christmas Eve with the wind and possible rain, we were all kind of a little sad thinking about, well, maybe we'll, we'll just have to go inside because of the rain. Because we were so excited to see what God was doing and stretching us during this time. And it's just encouraging to know that God isn't surprised and we can find comfort and peace in what he's doing. And all the generations that the church should be different than in this world right now where Young ones are growing up and they think they know. <laughs> I'm finding out I'm not as young and I'm getting older and trying to relate to the younger people who think they know everything and how to listen. And as a church, how in a family of multi-generations, how we can listen to one another and encourage one another and show that God knows and how can we glorify him in any stage in life and whatever we're doing. So that was encouraging to me. Um, so in the first part of the shutdown, I, well, actually all throughout, I've had my share of grumpy days about it all. And early on, uh, Jacob was encouraging me. He's like, don't worry, you know, God is still in control. And I, a little snippily said, I know God is in control. I just don't like what he's doing. <laughs> and I realized that that like that revealed in my heart a struggle to believe the goodness of God. I didn't believe his, I didn't struggle to believe his sovereignty. I struggled to believe his goodness. Um, and so really in the first part of the year, God has really been showing, re-showing me his goodness. And then in the past couple of months, I've been convicted by an attitude um, that struggles to be grateful. Um, on Thanksgiving, I felt like I struggled to be thankful. Everybody's posting thankful posts on Facebook. And I'm like, I'm not feeling it. And I have been convicted too that when I lose sight of God's goodness and all of the other attributes of God that we were talking about, I focus on all of 
the uncertainty and the things that I dislike around me and I start to become negative and critical and ungrateful. And it is, um, I'm working on contentment and gratitude this last part of the year. So I deal with a lot of worry and anxiety and things like that. And just one thing that I've learned throughout this past year is just knowing that and kind of giving God all the worries and anxieties I have. It's been a really hard struggle of just over a year where there's so many crazy things happening and things like that. It's been really hard trying to trust God with things. And at one point in the year, it got to a point where I basically just said, either I am going to be consumed with worry or I'm going to trust God. And in that moment, I was just like, you win, God. Um, <laughs> and one verse that's been really helpful for me this year um, came to me in a time when I was just it consumed by worry. Um, and it's uh, Psalms 23.4, um, where it says uh, that God will walk with you through the darkest valley um, and he'll always be there by your side. And that was just such a comforting thing in that moment and also just in this entire year. We have a couple from Facebook, I think, so I'm going to give Pastor Andrew. Joy Ailes posted, an encouraging verse has been Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. She said, when I don't know what to do, it is such a comfort to remember that God is guiding me. And then uh, Jeannie from Texas, who I think is related to Janice, Landa, said not only that, but we also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance and hope does not disappoint us because God has poured out his love into our hearts through the Holy Spirit whom he has given, Romans 5, 4 through 5, and she says, God has taught me to be patient. And last, Stephanie Wilson shared uh, Habakkuk three seventeen through 18, though the fig tree should not blossom nor fruit be on the vines, the produce of the olive fail and the fields yield no food, the flock be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will take joy in the God of my salvation. She says, this has been one of my favorite verses and books this year. Psalm 42, 4 through 6 says, These things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I would go with the throng and lead them in procession to the house of God with glad shouts and songs of praise, a multitude-keeping festival. Why are you cast down, O my soul? Why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him. My salvation and my God, my soul is cast down within me. Therefore, I remember you. And the psalmist writes that in a dark time, a difficult time. And he comes back to remembering God's faithfulness, remembering what God has done. And in this third section, we want to remember and celebrate God in our circumstances, good and bad, because God is working through both. Um, we remember him because this, it reminds us of his faithfulness. It reminds us to keep going. And as we've talked about, we are a forgetful people. We forget the bounties that God blessed us with last week or the salvation that he's given us, and we're worried about the today. But God says to remember Psalm 89, listen to these, these verses before we share. I will sing of the steadfast love of the Lord forever. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. Let the heavens praise your wonders, O Lord, your faithfulness in the assembly of the holy ones. For who in the skies can be compared to the Lord? 
Who among the heavenly beings is like the Lord? O Lord of hosts, who is mighty as you are. O Lord, with your faithfulness all around you. You rule the raging of the sea. When its waves rise, you still them. You crushed Rahab like a carcass. You scattered your enemies with your mighty arm. The heavens are yours. The earth also is yours. The world and all that is in it, you have founded them. That brings perspective. You have a mighty arm, strong as your hand, high your right hand. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Steadfast love and faithfulness go before you. Blessed are the people who know the festal shout, who walk, O Lord, in the light of your face, who exalt in your name all the day and in your righteousness are exalted. For you are the glory of their strength. By your favor, our horn is exalted. So remembering and celebrating, even through the difficult times, remind us that God is still at work. And we are still growing, even when we don't see it. We are still growing, even when there's growing pains. But God is still doing something. And so there, there's just some, there's four questions here that I want to throw out. We're going to take the first two and then the second two. The first two, how have you seen God work through difficult circumstances this, this year? And maybe this takes a little bit more intentionality to say, I know he was working. I don't see it, but I know he was. And so we look for it. How have you seen God work through difficult circumstances this year? And have you seen anyone come to God or back to God because of this year? That's a little more specific, but have we seen God use it to expand his kingdom in any way? And so let's start with those two questions. Anyone want to answer those or, or share anything regarding those? How have you seen God work through difficulty? So at the beginning of COVID, um, my mom came over to be here for my son's first birthday and my brother's wedding. And my brother's wedding got canceled. My son had his birthday and then the world shut down. So she stayed here. She was stuck. So from South Africa, sorry, she's from South Africa. And there's been so many years that we've tried to plan for her immigration process and to move here. And we just decided that was the time like she's not going back she's staying here it's like beneficial to her and she is dependent on us which is hard for her um, she has nothing in the sense of work income anything and so it's been so interesting to see how god has put her in this position to need him and grow close to him and he's kept on reminding me that sh you're never lonely you're always alone but it's always with me um, and then for me at the beginning friendships have been a little rough getting married and moving up north because I was South County <laughs> and um, um, I was and it's interesting God has always showed me like even though I don't pray about things, he's always listening to my worries and my thoughts, and he shows up every time. And I was like, okay, Jason's business or job required overtime all the time. And so leave at five, come home at eight. And I was thinking, okay, I don't, how am I gonna do this? This is lonely. I have a, not even, a well, one and a bit year old. No one can see each other. Everyone's like nervous and therefore God kept my mom here for our family and to help me um, 
And so it's just interesting to see how, it reminds me of a chess game, how there's a strategy and a purpose, and he's moving all these little things around um, for his benefit, but we'll benefit being in it. Um, and so, you know, I always thought like, oh, my mom's here for me. And then to see, oh my gosh, God is totally using all of this to bring her closer to the Lord. And he's just doing a mighty work in her and it's healing our relationship. And yeah, it, his faithfulness and his goodness is just amazing. Amen. Thank you for sharing. I'm, I'm always reminded God's ways are not our ways and his ways are better. <laughs> Even though we think, think ours are. Someone else. Have you seen God work through difficult circumstances, or have you seen him bring someone closer to him? When the lockdown first happened back in March, I was told that I needed to work from home, and that kind of hurt me because I wanted to always be around my people at work because we feel I feel like they are my family. And the same thing happened when we had the lockdown with not being able to come here and just do the live stream. And I remember that first Sunday that I watched the live stream, I just cried because it just hurt me to think that even though I was singing and praising God and, and witnessing what uh, Josh and the worship team were doing, you know, it was just difficult. It was just like a morning type period that I had to go through. And I went through a, a, a good time of, of depression. But one of the things that I did because of this church is to do a daily reading and to follow the rooted reading plan. And God lifted my heart through the readings and being able to worship e even though we were separated and to communicate with one another on the live stream and the comments section and so forth. So I'm, I'm just so grateful that God showed me his faithfulness in that and just being able to pray with everyone. Thank you. I know we have a comment from YouTube that will be undisclosed. Um, they said that they took for, they, God taught them that they were taking child care for granted before the lockdown. <laughs> this year, I think, um, just because of everything that's going on, there's been a much greater unity um, that may not have even been possible because, you know, sometimes we do take for granted the fact that we're all here and we're all a body and we are all a family and a community. But having the virus, having this common struggle with not well, with everything um, and having to depend on each other and craving time together with each other, I think that's definitely united. I know it's united that the youth group in a way that was possibly never possible. Um, I mean, even AJ, like, wow, you've really been united this year. Um, and so we're, we're kind of a different group. So I just, I'm really appreciative of, you know, that we're, we're more grateful for each other. We're more, in, I'm hoping we're more intentional with each other. Um, and I'm hoping that continues. How have you seen God's church thrive through this? And how has your faith been strengthened? Because... I echo what you were saying. I've seen God's church thrive. I've seen you guys write notes to people and care packages and Zoom calls and just follow up on people more than I've ever seen in, in my time here, and it's been a wonderful thing. But John? I think all of us can uh, relate to 2020. It's been a bad year. 
and one that uh, we're thankful is going to be gone here shortly, and hopefully it doesn't continue its ways. But, uh, you know, I was thinking back when this all began, we lost one of our family members, my uh, cousin's wife passed, and then uh, during the year, Karen's sister passed, and then uh, just yesterday I found out that Christmas Day one of my friends was killed. So we think, wow, you know, why is this happening and all this and that? But yet, in our heart, we know that the Lord has everything in his, in his control. And another thing that really gives me peace in Karen is that our soul is in the hand of God. No matter what happens to us day in and day out, our soul is still safe. We're Christians. We're going to go to heaven no matter what happens on this earth, no matter how it ends up. What a joy that is. It's such peace to me and my heart and my wife's heart. And again, uh, I thank you as a family. This is my family, too. We may lose members of our family, but we still have God's family. And what a joy you all are. Thank you. I wasn't going to do this. <laughs> um, but since he brought it up, uh, no, seriously, um, I had a lifetime of answered prayer this year uh, when my sister passed. And um, I just look at how God worked. And uh, it wasn't because of COVID. It was because of something else she was diagnosed with. And it went very quickly. But he gave the two of us a window of time to discuss spiritual things. And I learned that she had gone through some changes in this last year. And I was able to talk to her and know that she had accepted Christ as her personal savior. And that was, that was uh, honestly uh, her lifetime of me praying for that. And I'm so thankful that God uh, gave us that window of time to talk about that and that I could leave that at the foot of the cross. Amen. How have you seen God's church thrive through this, and how has your faith been strengthened? I've got three or four from Facebook. A beautiful lady named Amy that I know said, <laughs> the Lord has taught me again how much I need him. The early days of COVID were incredibly stressful and overwhelming. I realized I was mostly waiting for it to be over, but God kept patiently reminding me of his love for me regardless of the circumstances or how well I felt I was doing. He is faithful even when we are not, and his love for us isn't dependent on circumstances or our own faithfulness. We need him every moment. Um... And um, Pearl Baxter said, God is teaching patience to all of us during this time, um, and in the end, God does prevail. Rose Kirby said, I just want to say thank you for being the church and the hands and feet of Jesus during this time. When we are distanced and challenged to do church, we have never felt so welcomed like we have here at VBC. From live stream to outdoor services and everything in between, you have met every challenge and provided meaningful messages and opportunities for community. What a testament to the pastoral staff and leadership navigating every mandate. We are so grateful to be a part of it. 
And then Jeannie from Texas again says, it hasn't been just this past year, but five years ago, my stepdad and his wife needed a place to go and had to move from Santa Rosa to live with me in my home. I'm reminded I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me from Philippians 4.13. We've gone from the youngest to the oldest of our congregation. I mean, not, not the absolute youngest and the absolute oldest, but the generations all testify to God's faithfulness. Think about that. That is powerful and part of being church family, faith. Okay. Um, <laughs> so um, one way that God has just really helped me straight, straighten my walk, and I feel like he's done this with a lot of us, is just quarantine, because through that we've had a lot of time to it be shown where we need to work in our walks and where we need to go and take time to go and work on that. And God's given, because of quarantine, given me the chance to do that, which has been amazing. Um, and but um, then to unifying us, um, one thing that God has just done for me this year is just given me such an amazing and given me such great group of godly people who have helped me guide me through my walk and grow together. Thank you for sharing. Wouldn't want to miss that. Um, someone else? Any, any others? Oh. Yeah, flag me down if I don't see you. Throw <laughs> things at me. So for me, the, my 2020 has started since 2019. It's been a crazy few years. And um, a lot of stuff from 2019 has trickled into 2020. And, and it, in a lot of ways, I felt like I've lost so much stuff in, in my life. But the two big things that have been constant have been faith and family. And um, in the faith, there have been many great people, Ron, a lot of people here in church. Um, and, I s and when I look back now at 2020, um, I don't think of the bad things. Um, I could be very selfish and go, I didn't do this trip. I didn't get to see these people. I didn't get to go and enjoy this. But we were just talking about this last night in the car. Um, that when I look back at 2020, I see God's faithfulness in, in all the things that he's blessed with. A new sister, you know, my brother and his new career, you know, um, with family, yes, being quarantined, and, and the same way as iron sharpens iron, we've had our, our battles being in a very, <laughs> what's become a very small home now <laughs> in this year, but but in the end, there's been so much love and there's been so much growing as a family and um, being able to be, to see church live streaming and, and, and losing friends, but then seeing who truly is, who, who those wonderful spiritual God-appointed people in your lives that have risen through, through this quarantine has been such a blessing for me and to the point where my faith has been stretched and strengthened even more than I could imagine. And for me, 2020 has not been what has been lost, but there's been so many beautiful things that have come through, through the craziness that has been this year. So when COVID hit, we went from um, surviving comfortably financially to both the unemployed 
um, basically overnight, um, which was a real struggle and a lot of tears and prayers. It took five, over five weeks for me to get unemployment. And I had just, you know, when we left Village five and a half years ago, we left our, you know, we left family behind. We left um, you guys all behind. We left our ministry behind. I left um, my, the best job ever on the planet uh, when I worked with BYA. And um, anyway, so I worked a bunch of jobs I didn't like, but I was, had just been offered a job as a full-time sub in a little town called Maypearl, Texas, and absolutely loved it. And two days after, um, and that was the week going into spring break, then we extended spring break, I got to work for two more days, and then I was let go because I was not a full-time contracted employee. Um, so it was pretty devastating. And um, through the grace of God and some small jobs from Myron and a couple people saying, you know, our uh, stimulus check, here you take it, um, God saw us through the whole time. And now um, I started in August working at a um, little town called um, Palmer, Texas, where there's you know, one K through four, pre-K through fourth grade is elementary school, one middle school, which is fifth through eighth, and a high school that's ninth through twelfth. And I'm a third grade in-class aide, and I absolutely love it. And I'm so thankful that God, um, the timing of all of that, um, and that our school has been open um, all, all year. Into, um, uh, kids were getting sick because the staff was having to quarantine, and the, with um, 26 staff, small, it's really hard to find enough subs. So anyway, um, we're planning on coming back and I'm really thankful for the job and I'm thankful to live in a place, um, well work in a place where um, I can freely wear t-shirts um, that talk about Jesus and um, people talk about Jesus on a daily basis um, and stuff. And so God um, in his faithfulness when I thought, you know, I finally get the job I want um, um, has still provided for us and Myron's back working and stuff and so we're pretty excited about that. But we miss all you guys a lot. <laughs> I'm just going to take it because I'm right next to her. Um, so a lot of you guys know some of the stuff that's happened in 2020 with my accident and a bunch of other crazy things that happened. Um, and something that like God has been teaching me through all of that is that he has you where he has you for a purpose. So like, I, I mean, so many people from the first responders at my accident to the doctor at the urgent care to everyone else was like, you should be dead. And I was like, thanks, I'm not. <laughs> and they're like, you should be really injured. I'm like, still not. <laughs> um, and, um, and of course, like, I, I wrote in a post the day of my accident, like, I don't know what the, the effects of this accident are going to be on my life uh, moving forward. But um, one thing that I think has come from it or that I've been learning from it, and then I learned through, even through um, COVID, was that God has you or he has you for a purpose, and as long as he still has you here, there's a purpose for it. And so just trying to remember that purpose, and then the days where I'm like, this day sucks, <laughs> or losing this sucks, or not having this sucks, or whatever, um, that there's a purpose for the place that he has you. Um, even just this summer, like I, sh I could have not been um, in a position to be where I needed to be for some people here in the church, or for other things, or even for me to be here for different reasons. And so um, just looking through all of those things, like the things that I thought were disappointments in my life or like flipping my car across the freeway, don't <laughs> recommend it. But um, just a reminder that um, even when like there's disappointments in your life, that maybe that's because there's something else that God has in store for you, or he definitely does have something else <laughs> in store for you, but there may be someone else who needs you or you may, may need to um, be where you are or not be where you thought you should be. <laughs> a reason um and then even in like 
a big thing like an accident. Like, that just reminded me, like, with all the people telling me that one or both of us should have died, like, that there is some reason why we're still here and trying to, like, find that purpose even in the mundane and even in the stuff that I don't really like doing. <laughs> trying to find that purpose in that, so. Thank you for sharing. Um, one online, if I can figure out how to use my phone, um, from Edward. So when all, all this first started, I was mad and upset and could not wrap my head around what was going on. But Josie, when I talked to him on the phone, reminded me that God allowed this to happen for his good. And that's a great way to end this section. Um, before we do the next song, we want to go into um, the cards that you have in your worship folder. And what I would encourage you to do is to think of something this morning that you want to remember and celebrate that God has done this last year. Maybe it's something that was difficult that you are still working to celebrate God through. And this might be an act of remembering. It might be an act of worship. It also might be an act of commitment to say, I need God to still help me through this because I'm still pretty mad about this or I'm still pretty frustrated about this. Maybe it's a situation that you, you don't feel comfortable sharing but that God carried you through. And please don't put names on this. These are private. These aren't going to be shared. This is a moment of what do you want to offer by remembrance and celebrating to God. Um, may, maybe it is an area you're committing to him because you haven't done well this year. Um, for me, I'm challenged to hear all the testimonies. And it's a wonderful thing. And it, it, it it's, um, just inspires um, to do the right thing and to give those things to God. And so write something down. If you don't have a pen, and you're welcome to put a blank card up there because God knows what you would have written there. Um, you know, think it through. Commit that to him in prayer. While we're doing that, we're going to sing our next song. And um, however long it takes, we have a couple trees you can hang them on and just distance as you come up and do that. Um, also, if you did not get an ornament last week, the right tree here still has some of the leftover ornaments from last week that you're welcome to take. Um, but let's just spend some time remembering between you and God. And then we'll do our last section and we'll actually pray together as a family, a church family, and commit this year to God. Let's worship. Psalm 71. But I will hope continually and will praise you yet more and more. My mouth will tell of your righteous acts and your deeds of salvation all the day for their number is past my knowledge. With the, with the mighty deeds of the Lord God I will come. I will remind them of your righteousness, yours alone. O God, from my youth you have taught me, and I still proclaim your wondrous deeds. So even to old age and gray hairs, O God, do not forsake me until I proclaim your might to another generation and your power to all those who come. Your righteousness, O God, reaches the high heavens. You who have done great things, Oh God, who is like you? In this last section, we're celebrating the joy and the hope that God brings. And that joy and hope, as we celebrate it, we can share with others. This is how we share the gospel with others because of the joy and hope we have. This is how, like we said, we pass it on to the next generation. Because we are choosing to pass on who God is, what he's done, that he is here, God with us, and he has changed lives. And those testimonies are miraculous testimonies. I think of the, a familiar illustration of a fire, and you have the embers of a fire, and if you take the embers of a fire, if you want to put out the fire, what do you do? You separate all the em embers. Yeah, water you could do. Don't use lighter fluid, but water and um, 
But you separate the embers and they go out. But if you want to rekindle a fire, you bring them together and they feed off each other. And that's a little bit of what today's about. Listening to each other's testimonies, encouraging each other to have that joy and that hope in the Lord. And so just as we, we wrap, up, wrap up and come to a close, um, a couple of the questions, we don't have time for all of them, but what might God do this next year? I think it's sort of fun to have faith and to think, what might God be doing this next year? And how can we have joy for people to see what God is doing? How, how can we have the, the kind of joy that people will see and celebrate who Jesus is. So just a couple answers to that. What might God be doing this next year? Being thankful for our salvation. Thank you, Lorna. We can share the hope that we have um, pointing to, uh, as you once said, you know, to, to praise God and to always pray, but to point the way to God through all these things. Um, and even as an Uber driver, um, I have a, my cross my rear view. I always keep Caleb on the radio. And um, there are times that we're, we're talking about, you know, the virus and, and all these things. And um, they're like, well, how, you know, well, I get it through this. It's like, I, I pray. Where's your hope? I point to that cross. And I get a lot of opportunities to, um, you know, point towards God. So I think if, if we're constantly choosing joy through the trials, um, because we have that, that sure confidence, that calm confidence that God is, is on the, he's on it. He's got it, he's in it, he's through it, he's planned it, and he wrote it. So um, it's, I think that's how I can wrap. <laughs> Amen, thank you. Um, we were, you know, the Lord showed us that it's time to leave California, and yet we're still here. So, um, we are <laughs> so we are having patience and faith that we, that we it, it is it is still time to leave and it's just not time right now so the hurry up and wait which is really hard for me <laughs> you want to speak through the mic what do you want to say bobby i don't know <laughs> <laughs> um so looking forward to that i know we have uh a great life ahead of us somewhere and we're just being patient and faithful that the right place will come the right job will come it will come we know it will come and until then we can wait patiently Though we, though we have seen a lot of disagreement in the public sector, I think it's really amazing that we also have so much more communication about the same topic. And I think that that presents an opportunity for great hope in unity in our coming year. Um, and I think that that's something that we should all be very excited about. Amen, thank you. I think there was one more hand. I think, um Choosing joy um, is a big thing, like uh, Jessica was saying, and um, having joy that people see, I think, in a time of COVID where there's quarantine and a lot of downtime, um, it's easy to fall under um, the control of feelings and letting those overtake you and having um, times of feeling, I can't do this anymore. Um, and just remembering that joy really is a choice and that feelings while valid are still just feelings and that God can work 
way past um, anything that we feel we can or cannot do and remembering the responsibilities and um, power that we have um, as his children. When we choose joy in difficult situations, it's like putting a spotlight on Jesus because the world can't understand it. The world's like, man, you should be bummed and down. And, but when we choose joy, it is a living testimony of our Lord and Savior. What I'd like to do as we end our time of sharing together before we sing the last couple of songs is end with some corporate prayer. And again, this morning has been about the body ministering to the body. And so I'll open in prayer, but then I'd like it to open it up to where anyone can just pray for this next year and pray that God would work in this next year. Pray that we would continue to remember and celebrate who he is. Thank God for his faithfulness. So these can be prayers of thanksgiving. And just a couple sentences. I'm not going to be able to walk around during this time. And so just right where you are, if you want to join us in prayer, say a couple sentences nice and loud so we can hear. And then I'll close again at the end. But let's bow our heads and together worship God through prayer. Worship is more than music, but we worship through the word and through prayer. So let's bow our heads and pray together. Lord God, I am um, blessed to read your word this morning. Verse after verse after verse that remind us of your power and your strength and your love and your care that is so easy to forget. Lord, verses that remind us to proclaim and to have joy and to pass that on to others around us and to the next generation. Lord, I pray that that has happened a little bit today, that the next generation has seen your faithfulness and heard stories of your faithfulness. Thank you, God, that you are God. You are on the throne. Your plan is moving forward, and your church is thriving. Thank you, God, for that. Anyone else would like to pray? Just where you're at, you can stand or sit, but nice and loud. Dear Lord God, we do celebrate you today. We celebrate what you've done. And personally, Lord, I, I praise you and thank you for your presence in this last year, year and a half, as you have shown that you are close and that you are near. You are with us in the good days and the hard days, Lord, that you never leave us. And so, Lord, I celebrate your faithfulness today and your presence. Lord, I thank you for this church. And, and we as your church, we declare that this next year we are going to work to be intentionally joyful, that we are going to work to share what you have done with others, Lord, to be lights for you, because we still have a purpose for you here. That is why we are here. And so, Lord, help us to share the joy of the gospel with this neighborhood, with our own neighborhoods, with our families, with our workplaces. Lord, help us to be ambassadors for you this coming year. And Lord, we look forward to seeing great ways that you're going to work. We praise you in your glorious name. Amen. Psalm 40, 4 and 5. Blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust, who does not turn to the proud, to those who go astray after a lie. You have multiplied, O Lord my God, your wondrous deeds and your thoughts toward us. None can compare with you. I will proclaim and tell of them, yet they are more than can be told. And today I know there's more stories than can be told, but thank you for sharing together and sharing testimonies and encouraging each other. Let's close in prayer. Lord God, thank you for your name. Thank you for your power, for your love, for your grace, for how you've worked. 
Lord, we look forward to seeing your plan continue to unfold and being part of it. And Lord, may we be a church that is pleasing in your sight, doing your work, and spreading the good news of great joy that will be for all men. Thank you, Lord, your name.